You're listening to the Underdog Sports NFL Show with host Chris Horwadell and Mario Hines. Brought to you by Underdog Sports. Hey, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Underdog NFL Show. I'm Chris Horwadell, joined, as always, by Mario Hines. Mario, how's it going? Going well. Well, we did some friend things before recording. Acquaintance. Acquaintance. I mean, uh, walked past him and slightly recognized him things. Yeah, yeah. And one of those awkward nods where you're not 100% sure it's the right person. Right. But you feel you're going to feel weird if it was. And you was, just ignore it. Yeah, exactly. One of those things we did prior to recording. So that has my spirits in a weird place. But otherwise, I'm ready to talk. <laughs> no, it's fun. We're, we're talking about a trip. That's fun. Yeah. I'm, I'm psyched. Me too. It'll be good. Um, football's weird, man. Tough. Football is weird. It's week 13 in the National Football League. I have BovadaSportsBook.com open in front of me. We're going to take a look at all the week 13 games. And I, the weirdest, <laughs> weirdest <laughs> news story of the year today, Mario. The Jets opened up the 21-day window for the return of Aaron Rodgers. We are three months out of him tearing his Achilles on national television. And the Jets currently have a 0.4% chance of making the playoffs. Like, what's going on? Is this like an inside job from Aaron Rodgers to ruin the Jets? Even yeah, what, what is he trying? I don't I don't get. Is this just Aaron Rodgers trying to prove that he can do something that no one's ever done before? Yeah, like, because what's the purpose? There's no incentive whatsoever. I don't understand. I'm trying to grasp it without actually giving it any credence. And that duality has been very difficult because I'm scratching my head. Yeah, he did say on the Pat McAfee show that whether or not he returned would depend upon his health, which box checked. Doctors cleared him to practice today, and he did practice today. Mm. Insane. And whether or not there was any reason to play for the Jets at that point in the season, if they were still in the hunt, they're not technically eliminated yet is the best we can say about that. I don't like that. I don't like that they're not eliminated. Let's see where they currently stand... uh... Well, it's not good, Mario. They currently stand 15th out of 16 teams in the AFC in terms of the playoff hunt. They have no tiebreakers. Uh, so it is going to be an uphill climb, to put it lightly. Uh, I can't imagine that Rodgers would be back before the end of that window. So there are going to be at least two more games played. Jets would have to win both, get to 6-7 and seven for him to come back. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Does, does that seem right? Because even then, even if they win the next two, they're probably in like 10th, 11th, 12th place in the playoff race. The thing about it is that the damage is done Yeah. in terms of who this team is and what they can get done. The identity is set for the year. So even if they want like, input Aaron Rodgers and you don't get an instant good team. I don't know what this is for. I don't know why they're doing it. Is he trying to win comeback player of the year in the same year that he got hurt? (laughs) This like, there has to be some other incentive, maybe contractually that we don't know. Like there's something because unless he's really this nuts or like this, Statistical? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's got there's money on the line, obviously, but I believe he's got a uh, 
a $35 million player option to, to return for next year. Can't, that's all up to him. So yeah, I don't, I, it does not make sense to me. It feels like, especially with the way the season has gone, rest up. We'll see you in 2024. If you, if you really want to play and uh, if not, Hey, see ya. Bye. Right. Like I don't fairly well, Aaron, it's not about you and the NFL will go on without you here. Like seriously, like the position is still there. Like people will play quarterback despite you being very good at it. Once you're done, the, the position will continue. What's your gut say right now? If we had to, uh, oh, you know, let's, I haven't checked this. I'm going to head over to the, the prop section at Bavada to see if they have props on whether or not Aaron Rodgers <clears throat> will play a game this year. Uh, NFL, I'm on NFL futures. We got Super Bowl, a lot of Super Bowl stuff already. Uh, AFC, whereas props, wins, futures, NCAA futures. There's just, there's just so darn much. And there's just too darn much. NFL specials, uh, Belichick and Carolina Panthers. That's head coaching opportunities. No, nothing on Aaron Rodgers, but plenty more to, uh, to gamble on, or at least nothing that I could find on Aaron Rodgers. What does your gut say? Will Aaron Rodgers play football again this year? No, I think he's really going to try. I think he's really going to get a snap, and I think he might get hurt again. And, okay, like, kind of deserve it. Yeah, that's why I'm like, I don't feel bad for you. Interestingly, the they do have a prop on where Bill Belichick will be coaching week one, 2024, if not the Patriots. And the favorite is the Carolina Panthers at plus 300 at Bavada. Um, Why? Not clear to me, Mario. I mean, they did fire their coach and GM, I believe. And the rumor was he's going to be coaching GM of the next place he lands. But I'll tell you what. I uh, When they made the decision to fire Frank Reich this week, by the way, perplexing decision after 11 games. Why are you firing like a grown-up coach? What was the expectation that the Panthers were going to do this year. I know they're bad, but it's a bad team. Why fire Frank Reich after 11 games? Um, but my first thought was, well, that's where Ben Johnson's coaching next year. I hate to even talk about that. I hate to even discuss it. <laughs> that was my first thought, man. Like it just makes uh, sense. Do you th- yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know that it's the end of the road for Ben Johnson um, and the Lions. I definitely lean Ben Johnson to the Panthers over Belichick to the Panthers because if you're going to rebuild that strongly or that heavily just mm-hmm. stay in New England I mean I get that the relationship may be changing between he and and um Bobby Kraft, Kraft but eh, not to the extent of set myself up to go to Carolina with nothing uh yeah I know Bryce Young that's not an exciting move I do I do wonder though let's see the the New England Patriots currently have the third pick in the draft could getting a top two pick be enough to keep Bill Belichick in New England to let him work with either uh, Drake May or Caleb Williams? I think the work with said QB thing with Bill Belichick is vastly overrated. I agree. <laughs> but is it enough to justify keeping him? No, no. I say that to say no. Okay. I, don't even, I don't even think Bill is in that boat. I think that's why it's like kind of – Semi foregone, I should say, semi foregone conclusion that he's done because the incentive is this is 
top pick isn't even how Bill does it. Yeah. By the way, Belichick does have the best odds to be the Panthers' next head coach at plus 425, followed by Ben Johnson, plus 600, Jim Caldwell, the incumbent at this point, plus 700, and uh, Jim, a host of names. And, what? The old, what, Jim Caldwell? The old Jim Caldwell. Jim Caldwell, is, uh, he's on that staff right now. He's, I had no idea. Good I for think me. Caldwell might be the interim OC. That'd be so cool if he is. Caldwell Panthers. Uh, let's see. Jimmy Calds is currently he was he's a special advisor and senior assistant with the team uh yeah there you go cool hey good for you nice to hear your name i like jim caldwell yeah i wouldn't want him to be my head coach but (laughs) i want him on the staff i mean don't get that we we inappropriately fired him but you could see the issues so yeah yeah uh, Jim Harbaugh is at 800. Eagles OC Brian Johnson, who knew, news came up this week, is going to be a hot head coaching candidate. Good luck uh, to that team, plus 1,000. At least this time we'll get a third-round pick for losing the coordinator. So, hey, there's yeah. that. Deion Sanders plus 5,000. No way. Like, what? I don't... I don't understand why. Like, first of all, Dion has said himself he don't doesn't think he could be a head a head coach in the NFL, dealing with the millionaire egos. But it just seems like the greatest advantage of Dion Sanders before it's tarnished is his ability to recruit and bring talent in. Uh, maybe how that Colorado team ended this year is going to hurt that a little bit. But I don't I don't see what Dion Sanders brings to an NFL head coaching room. Yeah, who cares? <laughs> like, seriously, uh, not, 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 no disrespect, but like, like, who cares? <laughs> yeah, I can't, I can't see pros taking him seriously as their head coach. Yeah, no, like, like, look at the, like, D'Amico Ryan's is, is what guys want. <laughs> guys, yeah, and, it, and it took D'Amico like three years longer than we thought it should have. Exactly. Like, yeah, we, we won't care. If, if you want that next guy, like, maybe Gerard Mayo's that next guy in that vein. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but it, <laughs> It ain't Dion. It ain't like there's no personality over X's and O's that's going to make it work in the NFL. Like there's no candidate that's like that. And why are we trying to make Jim Harbaugh a thing again? Like I know he's in trouble at Michigan, but why, why are we trying to like, it didn't really work out last time. It's not a thing either. I don't think it's a real thing either. I think it's always leverage for Jimmy. I read today that, that he was considering moving back to the NFL. I don't know, man. He's in this quiet time. He's got a lot of time to consider things. <laughs> he does. <laughs> and I love that the uh the Roman Wilson, their wide receiver, was was wearing a free Jim Caldwell shirt and warm-ups. Like for for what? This is like these are sa- self-sanctioned punishments. Like they all they agreed to this. Like this yeah. this wasn't unfair. Whatever they needed to beat O State. They did it. <laughs> well, that is accurate, but I think a big part of what they needed to beat Ohio State was Ryan Day to be the head coach. <laughs> yes, 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 and yes again. Because boy, like, and that, again, a difference in college. Like Ryan Day is going to get you there every time to that that pinnacle of a game, like to that game being important. But will he win it? I don't know. Might not be able to win it exactly. Uh, I don't know. Also, the quarterback play. I, I don't think Kyle McCord is particularly good. I think he's just a fine college quarterback. And 
holding that offense back a tiny little bit, but yeah. eh, who the hell cares? Ooh. Who the hell cares? Were you were you surprised Frank Wright got fired? Yes, yes, it was odd. It's like you said, like what? I mean, in fighting, in in arguing, <laughs> has to be the cause here. I think dissension maybe beginning, and you don't care enough as a GM to maintain something that you don't see happening. You know, you're not building on top of something. This isn't Dan Campbell's losing. Um, if you want to compare, like losing badly. Yeah, building something. Uh, Dan Campbell was able to convince in-house that something good was happening. So it's not that. And that's what I think happened. And I'm just not sure because Frank Wright has never given off that in any of his his assistant roles, never given off that, like, I'm going to make you feel me. No, Frank Wright is a nice man. Yeah, like, so I don't know. Outside of winning and outside of – or outside of seeing the top quarterback pick, the top pick produce while losing, I think those were the only, you know, markers of success that they could have had. I think that they just didn't know how else to do it, so they just got ugly fast, and he was easy, easy to blame. Yeah, they tab uh, Chris Tabor as their interim head coach, and then Tabor makes the decision to fire Deuce and uh, Josh McCown as well. Deuce is an interesting guy. Like what, he's easy. I think McCown's an interesting guy too. Yeah. McCallum was getting head coach, like he was getting head coaching buzz before he ever had a, a position as a coach in the NFL. Yeah. It, 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 hmm. I mean, you, when you don't have players, it's really hard. I think that's right. <laughs> that's it. And, and it could be almost, and this is me. This is a big stretch here. It could be like, go be free. Everyone <laughs> go be free. Like we've got a long way to go. Go be free. Everyone would love to have all three of those guys in the coaching room in Philadelphia on Monday. Would, right, right, exactly. Would exactly. be thrilled. And Frank Reich has a previous uh, relationship with Nick Sirianni. Obviously, Sirianni was his OC when he was in Indianapolis. Um, I don't know if that dynamic would be weird for Reich to then be a, a subordinate to Sirianni. But, you know, if Brian Johnson's really going to get head coaching options, be good to have Frank Reich sitting there as the next offensive coordinator. Got to be thinking about it now if you're Sirianni. So, I mean, you're or gonna, Josh McCann. I don't even care. They're gonna or Josh, they're gonna talk. They're gonna talk. Everyone wants to do. Everyone wants to be a part of that 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 organization. Well, let's hope so because Shaq Leonard's gonna make a decision this weekend, deciding between Philadelphia and Dallas. He took the two visits this week, and while he's certainly not the player he was, especially with the injury now to Zach Cunningham and Nicobe Dean banged up, I would like to have a grown up actual linebacker on the team. It's sick because. It fits both. <laughs> there's a fit. There's a case to be made for both teams in terms of just purely yeah. his production. So I hate it. Uh, I think that if he had a choice, I mean, I saw the the Devontae he certainly has a choice. It is oh, yeah, yeah, he does specifically his choice. <laughs> yeah, it's like the only. Uh, I think the um he and Freeman have a connection. Devontae Smith, yeah. Smith Freeman, what the fuck? Yeah. Uh, and that. Those types of things are are huge. So, yeah, they worked out together, and one of the coaches as well. Um, and also, I guess I guess uh, the story that came out was the uh, they invited Devonte Smith invited uh, a journalist to come like do a day in the life or something with him, and he got to the six a.m. workout, and it was only Devonte, another coach, and Shaq Leonard there, and the player who walked in right after that was Josh Sweat. So. 
He also has a relationship with Josh Sweat. It's uh, I hate it. As good as things can look for him to favor the Eagles, it certainly seems like he would. But you know, like you said, opportunity. Who knows? Who knows what the ultimate decisions are that the criteria he's looking to fill right. with his decision. So, we'll, we will find out this weekend, and I, I hope he is in the lineup for the game against the Cowboys because that's the ironic thing. He's going to debut in the more likely than not in the Eagles Cowboys game. It just matter. We don't know which team he's playing for. That's very great. And the script writing allegations will never be beat. Yeah. No, uh, so get that get that Eagles jersey ready, Mr. Mr. Leonard. Ugh. Really need any any linebacker who can play football would more than welcome. More than welcome. Sure. Uh what else? I guess what do you what do we think of your Lions after this loss to my Packers? Uh yeah right. Yeah, I know you're doing. You're, you're feeding them. You're feeding them well, man. You're keeping your. You're keeping your org motivated. Out my of one, all, the games, my one share is meaningful, buddy. Super. Uh, you're uh, out of all the games. Like you couldn't. Uh, I don't want to put a Thanksgiving win would have blew the top off. Yeah. Like completely blew the top off. So maybe it's good. That's me, like searching for something. But you just can't. You really can't. And as as gradually as the gradual improvement of this defense has shown up statistically, the gaping hole that is poorly timed scheme with, mm. with, with this secondary has been so consistent, so utterly consistent that it's frustrating and there, it's on film. That's the, the, my biggest takeaway from, from Thursday. I'm like, something is on film. Because the Bears did the same thing. The same. Yeah, are we at all concerned about the recent history? Even though they are three and one over the last four, you have a five point win over the Bears, a three point win over the Chargers, and an eight point win over the Raiders in that group. That's what I'm saying. And all of those teams found like it's that hash that that hash and it's slightly inside the hash, which is mm. what are you like? Why? He does. He sends pressure at the weirdest times, and he being Aaron Glenn mm-hmm. and Jerry Jacobs is having a tough time after a really bright start in the slot, and there's there's no adjustments being made. And, and Jack Campbell is is going through his uh his rookie slump, mm-hmm. I think as well. He's not protecting that. Like he is getting first read is killing him. If what I've noticed, like first read is killing him. If you want to get him out of the middle, just have a somebody flash to the flats and it start. And that's like coaching, right? To me, because he's a young guy, it's just a parent. So I think that I really believe that it's not, um, it's fixable, but it is what it it is. Mm-hmm. I believe it is definitely a part of the team's issues and can be exposed um, through scheme. Oh wow! I just saw. Um... Just as Mike Elko left from Duke to go take the Texas A&M job, Uh-oh. Riley Leonard entered the transfer portal. That is going to be a fascinating place oh. to watch where he lands. Because, you know, Leonard, he's a third or fourth round pick if he enters the draft this year. Yeah. This is a guy who can really improve things. Would, uh, I mean, I mean, God, USC makes a lot of sense. It does. Um, yeah, that would be fun. Awesome. Sorry, I just, just saw that and. Lost my my attention. Uh, okay, what what's your level of concern from one to ten about this Lions team right now? 
concern yeah. four, but four, okay. But if you're talking about concern about the defense, not just overall, it's like a seven, seven point five. Okay. Uh, before we move on to picks for this week, I, I see an article on ESPN. My my old buddy Matt Miller and Matt Bowen put together a list of the uh, NFL's top players, twenty four and under, at each position, and I want to get your thoughts on these. At quarterback, Stroud the starter with Purdy the backup. Starter Purdy. Purdy, do I care? I'll have to. I like it. The running back Bijan with Brees Hall as the backup. That's a tough one. I'll give it. I'll give it to 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 Bijan because of the type of play. I don't know. That, that, that's a toss up, but I like it. I like them both still. I wonder if we have a better player than Brees Hall is what I'm thinking. Is no there a better way. under 24 running back? Hey, no way. No. Sorry. Wide receiver, the starters are Jamar Chase, Olave, and Garrett Wilson with the backups, Pickens, Puka Nakua, and Jordan Addison. What are the starters? It is Jamar Chase, Chris Olave, and Garrett Wilson. Oh, yeah. All that's, 23, by the way. That's pretty cool. That's a good list. I didn't know Jamar Chase was 23. I thought he was an older junior when he came out. The uh, This one's interesting. Starting tight end on the under-24 team, Sam Laporta. Backed up by Kyle Pitts. You have to. I'm surprised he's over Kyle Pitts. Why? We're going production here. We're not going whatever we thought okay. it was. Okay. Uh, the, the left tackle is Penny Sewell, backed up by Charles That's Cross. Cool. Penny Sewell still under 24. He's 23. What the f- He's a youngster. He's solid. Go ahead. Left guard, we have Tyler Smith of the Cowboys, backed up by Peter Skaronsky. Okay. Center, we have Tyler Linderbaum, backed up by Joe Kipman. Uh, guard, we have Jamari Saylor, backed up by Osiris Torrance. Tackle, Darnell Wright, backed up by Paris Johnson. Uh, getting over to Edge. The first team is Kayvon Thibodeau and Aiden Hutchinson, backed up by Will Anderson and George Karloftis. I'm putting Will Anderson above Thibodeau, but that's cool. The defensive tackles, the starting pair of defensive tackles on this list, Jalen Carter and Jordan Davis. That's backed so up, weak. That's backed so up weak. by Kaja Kansi and Keanu Benton. That's so weak. Man. This is what we thought during the draft, by the way. This is what we th- they look. They work well together. Who would have thought? Sure. The linebackers: Nick Bolton, Quay Walker, and Jack Campbell. The fourth line to make the list now, mm-hmm. backed up by Jack Sanborn, Avon Pace, and Henry Toatoa. Hmm. At corner: Pat Sertan, Sauce Gardner, backed up by Witherspoon and Trent McDuffie. Mm. At sa- at safety: uh, Tolana Hafoga, uh, Hafnaga, Hafanga, Hafanga, and Kyle Hamilton. Backed oh. up by he of the 123-yard return for a touchdown, Javon Holland and Andre Sisco. Nice. Any surprises? Um, You just got beef with Will Anderson. I don't like – yeah, I think Thibodeau's – this is a late flash. It's a late flash for Thibodeau to be up here, whereas Will Anderson's is starting on go. So I think mm-hmm. that should be worth something. Um, I heard you said Witherspoon. Where would you be surprised to know that Kayvon Thibodeau has 11 sacks this year? <laughs> Apparently, yes, I would. So I'm clearly not paying attention to the Giants, Me and I neither. I would put him at a first team 
but yeah, over Will Anderson's three. Yeah, yeah, okay. I mean, yeah. Will Anderson's playing like lights out as far as pressures and stuff, but I did not know that Thibodeau had woken up like that this year. I had no idea. I, honestly, in my head, like both of those guys are still bust. So it was Thibodeau and Evan Neal last year, and I was like, oh, whiffed on those picks. Yep. That's, <laughs> yo, we were in the same boat. I had no idea that he had um yeah, good for you. Okay. Well, I hope Evan Thibodeau, I hope Evan Neal still sucks as an Eagles fan. <laughs> right? Like all these guys being pretty decent in your division. Um <laughs> don't care for it. Gotta tell you, don't care Is for it. One in there, DB wise. Yeah, he was the back. He was the backup at corner. Okay. Okay. Him and Trent McDuffie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who apparently is just a blitzer for Kansas City at this point. Like I mean, they yeah. they nickel blitz him on every play. Yeah, you have to you have to do something. It's weird, and the Eagles could not pick it up at any point. <laughs> you would think the forty third time you saw it, they'd be like, "Oh yeah, he's probably going to blitz." Brian Johnson did not care, is what I'm trying to. <laughs> I, I just don't think he's a good coordinator. Like, I think he's a bad coordinator at this point. How how he's getting head coaching rumblings is is so far beyond me. I don't even I don't even know what to say about it. Like, if you were like, oh, Sean Desai, people people like him. They they think he could potentially be a head coach. But all right, fine, I get it. Defense isn't great, but they've had a lot of injuries. I I don't know. It's funny yeah. because like the defense statistically has not been very good, but I perceive the co- coordinator as having done a good job, whereas the offense statistically is doing very well and i perceive the coordinator to have done a bad job here's the thing about that though that that is is <laughs> if if brought what brian johnson does which i heard at the beginning of the season with the whole connection with um jalen hurts jalen hurts is that like he understands personnel very well is that he just sucks at calling plays and if at a at a head coach uh, measurement, you're like, who's gonna put my team together and who's gonna follow that? Yeah, and I guess Brian Johnson. You know, just don't let him call the fucking plays. I don't have any insight to the relationship, but I do worry that given how close they are, he's more willing to defer and give Jalen Hurts liberty to call his own plays in situations that maybe he should. I, I I think there's a lot. Yes, I would there's say a, there's a lot of quarterback draws that I can't imagine yeah, during like, the game plan. Yeah, there's a lot of deferral. I think you we can see it to the point where if Jalen wasn't such a consummate that we'd see him be a little more rattled by the constant uh, need to figure it out. Yeah. Four consecutive weeks, the Eagles have trailed at halftime, come back to win. I got to say. If they're trailing at halftime, especially by double digits against the San Francisco team, I am much, much, much more worried about it than I have been these other games. Yeah, I mean, so when we talked about like the Lions and in, in, in the scoring and what does that look like in terms of their wins and turning them into wins, like at those three wins, I'm happy about because you win those games that you're playing yeah. poorly, and it's kind of similarly with the Eagles, except except it's not personnel based. So that's why <laughs> that's the only difference that I can give it. I mean, defensively, it's a little bit the same, but I think you are schemed better um, with what you have. Offensively, I think you can rely on not having the best scheme <laughs> and having your guys, if it's close, you have the right guys to make the play. So that's where I would lean towards like in in, in playoff games, you're going to get these moments. Mm-hmm. Where it's one, two, three, four plays that are the the difference makers, but 
by the eye that you need guys who have experience doing that. And right. so that's why I'll give you guys the, the, the confidence and the nod. By the way, crazy to me, the Eagles are 10 and one and they have not had that like laugher game yet this year. They haven't. The game, we didn't have to worry about the, the closest they came was the Tampa Bay game where they won 25 to 11. But even that, you know, like Tampa Bay scored that scored a bunch at the end in the fourth quarter to cut it a little bit closer. They had some op- opportunities, Never, never got there, but had opportunities. This has been, it's been a stressful season. It's been a stressful ten and one season, which is, you know, I guess I'll take it, but whatever. You know what it reminds me of? Tell me that um, the Broncos, not not person, like not like personnel, but like how they're winning. The the Broncos team that beat the um, the Packers. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, like. They're just kind of good, man. <laughs> like, they're just kind of good, <laughs> you know? Not really okay. good. I'm going to say something about UPS. I'm going to say something about Amazon drivers right here. I can't Excellent. tell it's Amazon or FedEx. It's Amazon. I see the... Amazon driver just drops stuff off on my porch. There's mm-hmm. snow on my porch. Mm-hmm. Next to it is a giant box that this stuff would clearly fit on top of. Why not put it on top of the box so that it's dry rather than just dump it in the snow? All I'm saying Pay me to drop, not pay me to think. I mean, look, they look. They have Amazon drivers, UPS drivers, FedEx drivers. It's a tough job, no question. Physically demanding, stressful. But like, we just, just, just do the do the right thing. Take one extra second. Like the we ordered DoorDash last night, and I have all my our DoorDash stuff is just set on leave at porch because I'm not a crazy person who wants to interact with DoorDash drivers. Um, but the DoorDash driver knocks on the door and she's like, Hey, I wanted to hand this to you rather than leave it in the snow. Like, yeah, thank you. Yeah, that's, like human that's, stuff. that's a good human being thing to do. I appreciate you. Here's a little extra tip. Like just, just do whatever you, whatever job we do, just try to do it well. Exactly. Right? Exactly. I once, uh, I once sorted dresses at a David's bridal warehouse and I, I tried to do my job well. It was soul crushing. Oh, soul crushing. So soul crushing, Mario. Yeah. But I tried to do it well. I don't know. Maybe I didn't. Maybe I didn't do well. Never got promoted. You rose above it, man. Yeah. I was there for three months. I was there for three months and then I got sick. And I went to come back and they're like, oh, yeah, you'd have to reapply. I'm like, there's a 0% chance I'm going to reapply. <laughs> You're like, thanks for confirming for me that I won't be here anymore. (laughs) I just uh, guess I'm going to go home. All right. All right. Week 13 in the National Football League. The actually now I'm interested in that. What's the weirdest job you've ever had? Weirdest job I've ever had. Uh, I haven't had a lot of jobs, man. Um, (sighs) Houseman. I I guess. Sorry. I guess being a, a professional football player in Germany is pretty weird. Yeah, like if you like, like it's the it's it's probably the most odd when you take out like the people's fascination with pro sports, like the oddity of it. Yeah, yeah. What yeah. were you saying though? Yeah, houseman for for the DoubleTree one summer. Um, Who's a houseman? It's basically the person that sets up the dining room stuff in hotels. How'd you, how'd you end up doing that? Um, so there was a connect with um. Got to have the connect again in a DoubleTree. You, you have to it, at the time. You know, long, long ago when the economy was not 
sticking it to us, yeah, we could like get jobs and like be okay. And so it was like a, it was my first summer staying uh, on campus uh, as a leader of the team. Oh, so I, you know, got a little, got a little extra money to, to play around with. You know, was and, this like the um, what was the Louisville? Was it Rhett Bomar? <laughs> was it Rhett Bomar who got who got had like the no show job at that auto dealership in the summer? Basically, it's like yeah, like you have this connect with this, somebody in the the office administration offices. Uh, and Robert Morris go to DoubleTree. They will let you know whenever there's an opening. And I'm like. <laughs> Three of my teammates worked there as well. Two Somehow of us. You, you guys all made two hundred and fifty dollars an hour. <laughs> it was it was a pretty good time. We, you know, Jarvis. Shout out to Jarvis. He was a he was an all conference. I think he was an all American tight end. Um, he he had a trial with the the, the Cowboys. Uh, he, you know, we quit <laughs> after a while. You know, there is something to be said about have at, like college age jobs with your friends. Yeah, like it's just fun, man. When I was when I was in, in at that point, like I was working at Domino's with like, and they just basically just let me hire my friends. Yeah, yeah, like, like awesome. Okay, and like I'm gonna hire them as inside people. We're all just gonna work together all day. Screw around. Like it's not hard if you don't if you if you're the opener at Domino's, like or any pizza place. I imagine like you have a lunch rush, but that's it, man. That's all. That's it. You have. It is slow going. <laughs> like we, there was a lot of like box folding contests and just stupid bullshit that I can't talk about because I still get in trouble. And yeah, uh, yeah. no, there's. Some, what's the statue of? I guess the statue. I was going to say the statue of. I'll tell you these are stories. I'll tell you off the air, but I'm, I don't think I should. I don't think I should smear my name nor the name of Domino's by saying it on the air. Not at all. I'll give the address and everything. Um, I still have, I believe I still have the key, but yeah. to the, the Domino's on Ridge Pike in Cutshock in Pennsylvania. There you go. But if they haven't changed the key, that's really up. That's really on them. Yeah. It's really on them at this point. And I bet you they haven't because I worked there. <laughs> the, uh, the Seattle Seahawks, Mario, are in Dallas for Thursday night football. Take on the Dallas Cowboys. Bavada has the Cowboys minus nine at home. Cowboys have not missed on a line, a giant line, in three weeks. <laughs> three weeks, and that trend continues. Um, Seahawks are settled in the middle of the pack, and the Cowboys yeah. are fighting for something important. Cowboys here to hit that. Yeah, would really love for – there's a world where if Seattle can beat Dallas and the Eagles win this week and next week, they can pretty much lock up the conference. Seattle's not beating Dallas, but I think you all win. I think I think Seattle wins by twenty. That's fair to say. You don't have any. You don't have any like pride to keep on the line here. No bias Me. whatsoever in this game. Yeah, whatever. The Arizona Cardinals are in Pittsburgh to take on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Bavada has the Steelers minus five and a half. Did see Kenny Pickett is back to practice. Don't know if that's a good or a bad thing for the Steelers. You know what? When you get when you lose your OC, I. I lose him they discarded him when that happens it's similar to a backup quarterback and we talked about it not on film we don't know what you're going to do and in this game if you're a step slower you can have some success against the step slower team that's what the Steelers saw last week with a Bengals defense that wasn't that great good not great and unsure of what the Steelers were going to look like uh, a, and an offense that featured Jake Browning at quarterback. You know, like all these things. So I don't want Steeler fans to think I'm hating when I say 
it's an aberration. <laughs> it's not really what you're going to get. And although I do believe that you'll beat the Cardinals, five is t- going to be like a touchdown win and not guaranteed. So I would actually take the Cardinals money on this. The Arizona, no, that's not right. The Arizona Falcons is what I was about to say. The Atlanta Falcons are in New York to take on the still Aaron Rodgers less New York Jets, as far as we know. And Bavada has the Jets plus two and a half at home. Maybe the spirit of Aaron Rodgers makes this. <laughs> watch it, watch him play this weekend. I, I would be so upset. I'd be Just so watch him play this weekend. Watch him be in the lineup. Not even trying to deal with it. No, the Falcons are trying something. They're trying really hard, actually. So I'll give the Falcons their try-hard win here as well. Yeah, they're trying to overcome the mediocrity of Desmond Ritter. My goodness. And he is, like, just steadily mediocre, and then he'll have his moments of less than mediocre. Yeah, they let him back, named him the starter again, goes for another two interceptions. Loves it. But they won. What are you going to do? The suddenly red-hot Denver Broncos in Houston to take on the Houston Texans. Bavada has the Texans minus three and a half. What do you think they figured out in Denver? I'll give you two two guesses. <sighs> what do I think they figured out? Well, they're relying considerably less on Russell Wilson to do things between the 20s. Mm-hmm. They, let him, they let him throw the ball in the red zone, but not too much else. Let the passing game go. And uh, also, Sean Payton's a much better coach than Nathaniel Hackett was. I, I'm get, there you go. Mainly that they're relying on the guys that are healthy. Yeah. <laughs> and they're, they're not relying on the guy who is never, ever been relied on to carry a non-healthy team ever in his history of his career. Um, so that's been pretty impressive. I think the Texans are still better though. So I'm going to go Texans here. Yeah. Ross, uh, 13 to 22 for a buck 34 touchdown and an interception. The, Epitome of game management last week, but got the win over the Browns. Mm-hmm. We loved it when he was a rookie, though. <laughs> hey, very exciting player when he was a rookie. Your Detroit Lions in New Orleans to take on the New Orleans Saints. Bavada has the Saints four-point home underdogs. Yeah, so the Saints are one team that cannot, I repeat, cannot expose the Lions <laughs> defensively. Uh, so are you worried about their passing game against your secondary, though? No. No. All right. No. Derek Carr still had 304 last week. Yeah, but like the bad was bad. And as long as the Lions capitalized, which they haven't, they did well, not that they, they didn't last week. They didn't capitalize defensively last week on opportunities. I think that is something that they can fix and recoach. Um and, and Carr will give them opportunities. So give me the Lions here minus four at home. Let's go with it. Let's go, let's go 10 point win for the Lions. I asked you earlier, but if the Lions were to drop this one to the Saints, what is your current level of concern about the Lions? It goes to six six point five at that point. Okay, okay. I mean, because if they lose, fraud fraud talk starts. Absolutely, just absolutely. Just, 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 and I don't think that's the case. I think this is a good team, mm-hmm. but uh, New Orleans is weird. They're always weird. Yeah. The Indianapolis Colts are in Tennessee to take on the Tennessee Titans tightest game of the week titans plus one at bavada Ooh, i mean that's how i feel about it as well so oh i mean we'll you know what give me titans give me the titans to on on the line just because i think that they are it's an underrated um belief in what will levis can do okay 
The Miami Dolphins are in Washington to take on the Washington Commanders. And Bavada has the Commanders plus nine at home. Yeah, this is for Fitz uh, Photography or whatever, <laughs> who was just recently fired from the Dolphins. What? Um, yeah, it's just the kid that uh, gave Tyreek Hill the camera, I mean the phone, so that he can do the backflip. They've been friends for a while. Oh, just, I didn't. I don't know this story. Yeah, he got fired from the NFL because he showed uh, he he stepped in to the inter- intervened in, and he was hired by the NFL to only f- photograph, and uh, they have no. to discipline him. And so now Tyreek Hill is motivated. Okay. And yeah, that's that's that, that's the story. That's the best story like I can come up with for this game. It's the best that I got. You tuning right. in? Dolphins cover this one? Yes. The Los Angeles Chargers in New England to take on the New England Patriots. Probably Bailey Zappi at quarterback. Patriots plus six at Bavada. Six. I think the Chargers can do this. This is the game the Chargers make people think that they're actually good again. This is that game. So give me Chargers here to, I think, easily cover. Any win at this point for the Patriots is is a long-term negative. Correct. Correct. They need to be in that position to draft one of these top two quarterbacks. Need yeah, to be. They're in a bad spot, man. They are in a yeah. They're in a Bailey Zappy spot. It's, <laughs> it's not good. The Carolina Panthers are in Tampa Bay to take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Bucks expect Baker Mayfield to be their quarterback this week. Bucks minus four and a half at Bavada. Yeah, Bucks also a team that they they have done what they were supposed to do. <laughs> like mm-hmm. one of the few teams that is just kind of good. I mean, okay. Okay, yeah. not bad. Can beat you if you don't if you don't take them seriously. More teams have taken them seriously than they would like, I think. <laughs> but um, I think the Panthers, yeah, like Baker is doing enough to beat the Panthers. I think so as well. The Cleveland Browns in L.A. to take on the Los Angeles Rams. <sighs> Mario, it kills me that Matt Stafford, like I don't wish injury upon anybody, but it kills me that Matt Stafford's going to be in the lineup this week because there would have been a chance for us to see Joe Flacco and the Cleveland Browns take on Carson Wentz and the Los Angeles Rams. And if that's not just like a weird Madden simulation game, I don't know what is. I'm so cool. It would have been very, very cool. Rams minus three and a half at Bavada. Wow. How far, how far the Browns have fallen. No kidding. Man, I'm tough. This is tough for me. Uh, I, have, I didn't tune into the Rams uh, last week. To see what's going on. They had a big win over the Cardinals, moved to five and six. Stafford threw four touchdowns. That Cardinals team is garbage and their defense is terrible. The Browns defense is not terrible. Browns get the win or get the, the loss over the Broncos, still seven and four. But it was a bad loss to the Broncos. Twenty nine to twelve. It was ugly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> PR got hurt pretty early and PJ Walker was PJ Walker. I like them as a person. Give me Rams here. I don't know why I'm picking them. But give me Rams here. <laughs> PJ Walker, 16 of thir- uh, 16 of 13. 6 of 13 for 56 yards. Oh, my gosh. I Exciting could do 6 offense. of 13. I don't know if I could do 56 yards. Exciting offense. Who was it? Was it Pam? Somebody had just the – was it the Cardinals? I got to look at this box. Uh, no. Eh, we'll find it at some other point. The uh, – San Francisco 49ers in Philadelphia to take on the Philadelphia Eagles. Bavada has the Eagles minus two and a half. This line started at minus one and a half, ballooned all the way to minus three. 
uh, or pardon me, Eagles plus two and a half. Started at plus one and a half, ballooned all the way to plus three, and has now leveled out at plus two point five. Oh man, <laughs> a lot of money to, on San Francisco this agree, week, man. I have to agree, not because I think the Niners are better, but it's inevitable with the way you all are playing that you can't forty you point can't, win, forty oh, point win. I hear what you're saying. I I hope so because I don't want to hear the talk of the Niners after this game because it will, it will definitely be overblown, but I have to agree that I think that this is kind of like the shake up, wake up for your Eagles in a close loss. Uh, Was it two, um, two and a half. Yeah. Two and a half. So yeah, (laughs) the the line is actually hard. The line is actually hard, but I'll go, I'll I'll say the Niners by three. I don't care for that. I, uh, so sorry. Eagles by 40 is where I'm going. And, uh, yeah, the week the offense finally comes together against a really good defense is what I'm just. You don't want the, that either. the narrative I'm rooting for. You don't want that either. It's not I do. too loud. It's going to be too loud for the Eagles if you all explode against the Niners. I'm okay with it. Okay, I'd, I'll take that to a loss. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the Kansas City Chiefs in Green Bay to take on the Packers Sunday Night Football 8:20 p.m. Eastern Time start. Packers plus five and a half at Pavada. Look, Packers can be fun to watch. Cool. Cool, 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 cool. cool, 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 cool. Better team, not as fun to watch. Agreed. Do not be mistaken for Packers have a chance. Okay. Mm. <laughs> um, the Packers are going to do a thing that, that the Lions didn't do on Thanksgiving, and that's they're going to get to um, Jordan Love. They're going to get to him. And Jordan Love did a great job escaping what would have been uh, – sex and uh long yarder situations that won't be uh happening uh, at home against Kansas City. So give me a Kansas City win. What's the line? Sorry. The line is minus five and a half Chiefs. I'll take it. Yep. Yep. Go ahead. Go ahead and go with Chiefs here. Monday night football. What a classic matchup we have here, Mario. The Cincinnati Bengals led by Jake Browning are in Jacksonville to take on Trevor Lawrence and those Jacksonville Jaguars. Bavada has the Jaguars minus nine at home. Jacksonville legit, man. Jacksonville okay. is legit. Like they were supposed to lose that Texans game if if they were pretenders. They're legit. This I get the essence of this game prior. I watched that game. They could have easily lost to the Texans. Yes, they were supposed to. Just saying. Could have easily lost. Texans lost that game more than the Jaguars won. Sure, 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 man. I like the Jaguars. Obviously, I don't have to think about this one as much because Browning. Mm, uh, but I go. just want to make it a point that this would have been a very, very good matchup um, if it was Burrow. But give me Jack. Battle of number one picks if it was Burrow, but it's uh, it's Jake Browning. So there's that. So cool. Bad well. luck, Cincy fans. That contract you give Mr. Burrow does not look great right now. But does not. It is a long-term play, and as is this show. That's going to be it for this week's version but we'll be back next week. I'm Chris Wardell. He's Mario Hines. We'll see you then.